Everybody, it seems, wants an offensive lineman, and anybody who doesn't want an offensive lineman wants a defensive lineman. I'm kind of in that camp myself, meaning that dual camp. But there's another position that really can't get lost here, and it just might be the team's weakest position. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Drew Sanders, young man from Arkansas, projected mostly as a first-round pick. His stock has kind of risen since late in the college season. He profiles as a hyper-athletic type, the kind who can get out in coverage, who also can get involved in the pass rush, do lots of different things. You know, pretty much what you don't see from the Steelers' current group, with the exception of the healthy version of Miles Jack. And there was even one outlet a couple weeks ago, and just one, so keep it in context, CBS Sports, that mocked Sanders as being the Steelers' first pick. 17th overall. Now, that sounds a little bit too ambitious from everything else I've seen, heard, and read. However, however, no one can debate these two factors. One, it's a very real need of this football team. And two, man, they love to draft linebackers. You know what I'm saying? And two, here we are all these years later still looking around for Ryan Shazier's replacement. I'm not suggesting Sanders is it. I'm not suggesting that player is in this draft. I don't believe that that's the case. Be careful, by the way, when you look at draft rankings, because they will lump all linebackers, a lot of them will, and not all of them, together as if it's all one position. And then when you start picking through them, you see that there's just a handful of inside guys who are near the top in the rankings, and there's a whole bunch of edge rushers. Sanders is an inside linebacker. Sanders is someone who'd fit with what the Steelers need, and I believe that part strongly. Sanders is someone who'd make this a better football team pretty much instantly. But, and you knew there was a but coming, because I haven't been talking about inside linebackers at all as it relates to the draft until now. And the reason for that is this. My concern with focusing on inside linebacker in the draft isn't that, wow, they're the same people that traded up to get Devin Bush and they have no idea what they're looking at at the position. I I don't buy that. I still look at Bush's rookie year and like so much of what we saw then from him uh, on the field and off the field. Whatever it was that happened to him, Some combination of physically, mentally, who knows what, after the knee injury, he wasn't the same player. You can go back and watch film from 2019 of everything that he did, including really early in the season. You might not even remember at this point the game that he played out in Santa Clara against the 49ers. Third game, the first one after Ben got hurt. Outstanding. Outstanding. Looked like an elite player. But stuff happened, and I'm not nearly as inclined to say the Steelers can't draft inside linebackers as I am to say they can't draft corners, you know? Oh, and also, worth noting, they were the ones who drafted Shazier, and they were way ahead of their time 
in doing so. That's an outstanding pick. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. But here's the biggest catch for me. If you draft your inside linebacker, and it isn't someone who is the 17th overall pick or the 32nd overall pick, even if you're getting down to that third one that the team holds, the 49th, are you really bringing in someone who's going to be dropped right into the middle of your defense? Are you really doing that? Are you looking at the window with which you have to operate? And by that, I mean mostly related to the defense where you have T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, and saying, you know what, we're going to take someone here who by his very nature is a project because all inside linebackers are that other than Shazier, okay? Ryan was just an absolute freak, including his ability to take over situations uh, in a leadership role. His poise, his passion, his playbook awareness, everything about him was through the roof the moment he showed up from Columbus. And I can't reasonably put that expectation on anyone else. So in all likelihood, what you'd have is a scenario in which Jack would be there, Robert Spillane would be there, and the new guy would be there. You know, does that sound like you're getting a whole lot better at the position? I don't know. I don't know. And I'd rather be sure about this sort of thing. The clock's not going to wait forever on those three outstanding players that Steelers defense already has. So I'd rather use free agency to address inside linebacker. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But when I look at offensive line and defensive line, I feel like those are positions, especially D-line, at this stage, where you need to start putting in foundational pieces. You need to start putting in the next Cam, the next Brett Kiesel. It doesn't matter if it's first round, which Cam was, or seventh, which Kiesel was. you got to start putting in places that's going to be the next solid Pittsburgh defensive line. O-line is a little murkier because... What I feel like is you need a left tackle and someone that can afford the Steelers the luxury of being able to slide Dan Moore to different positions, including possibly finding out that he's a better guard than he is a tackle. We'll see. We'll see. But that, too, can occur through the draft without having to rush anything, because as we just saw, they had five offensive linemen who legitimately got better over the course of the season and, by the way, played all the time. I don't know if you'll be able to pull that off two years in a row, having everyone play all 17 games, but it's a testament to their durability that they did it once. Inside linebacker, you know, is there another Miles Jack out there? You know, is there another player who might be someone who plays better off Jack? In other words, being a guy who's going to be more inclined to get you a splash, which the Steelers got none of at this position. Is Sanders maybe? Someone that they'd look at? Sure. But man, I know there's that one extra pick in there, thanks to Chase Claypool and the Bears. But I still, 
I, I'm really feeling like I'd rather load up in the trenches before I start getting to anywhere else when talking about stuff that's in your core, in your root of what your franchise is going to be about for years to come. When we return, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need workers' comp, who need to file medical malpractice claims. The lawyers at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's a real thing that's reserved for the top 5% of attorneys across Pennsylvania. To learn more about them, Visit LGKG.com or call 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Willis, who says, Hey, DK, so I've seen mocks having the Steelers taking Joey Porter Jr. at 17. We need to build up the D-line, and oh yeah, the O-line is kind of important too, and maybe even an inside linebacker. So what do the Steelers actually do at 17, and would they consider trading down to get an additional pick or two? And Willis concludes by saying, I realize a lot of this will be influenced by how free agency plays out. It will. It will. To an extent. It's never too soon to remind that under Kevin Colbert, Bearing in mind, he's not around anymore, at least not in his official capacity. This team would always strive to fill needs before the draft. They couldn't do it all the time, obviously, and the last couple of years were rougher than most. But in almost every case, even if you go into last year, even at the quarterback position, They didn't allow themselves to be put into a spot where they needed to get a quarterback or they needed to get a certain other position. They went out aggressively, I might add, into free agency and added, but especially on the O-line. So that's why you're going to hear me over the next few weeks focusing on those two elements In concert, it won't just be about the draft. It won't just be about free agency. They kind of tie together, but the Steelers would rather that they don't, okay? But, but the question that you asked was about 17 specifically. And I am going to pound this one seven feet down. They need to take the literal best player available aside from the quarterback or running back positions. I could probably really, really scrape and add another position or two into the mix. But the history of bad drafting, not just in football, in all sports, is littered with executives who thought they needed to just, I don't know, check off a shopping list. Or something. Well, we needed to get this, so we got this. So what are we taking in the next round? Oh, okay, let's take one of these since we need one of these. No, but especially not at the first pick. Especially not with your very first chance to select the single best player that you believe is available to you in the 
world. Quarterback, no. Running back, no. If that's what it were to come down to, then yeah, they could start entertaining trading down. I don't think that's going to happen. Best player. Plans be damned. Hey, listen. Not everybody was convinced the Steelers were going to take a quarterback in the first round last year, right? Pretty obviously, no one anywhere thought Malik Willis was going to be a first-round quarterback. But what ended up happening? Kenny kept falling. Kenny kept falling. The Steelers saw what was happening. They got excited about it. He made it. They picked him. They had months, months to prepare for this moment and still ended up being surprised. For those of you who go back with this team, the David DeCastro draft was another one. They never, they never dreamed DeCastro would make it down to them. They didn't necessarily need DeCastro. They didn't need someone in his position, but they just felt so strongly that he was the best guy that was available to them at that spot. And you know what? It sure turned out he was. And for all the other analyses and mocks and everything else that are out there, What I just described to you ends up being the dominant scenario on the actual draft day way more than anything else, and way, way more than anything positional. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers today, all week long, all year long. It never goes away, unlike football. (laughs) Let's do another one on Monday. (laughs) 